What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thunder, 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 Thundercats, Home! Welcome back, Thundercats fans, to another episode of Thundercats Reviews, brought to you by the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am Radical Ryan Hunter, and I'm joined with everyone's favorite brother and mine, David. We're back for more Thundercats with our Thundercats Power Hour a month or two later. Oh! I have to start off by saying that we record Thundercats sometimes, would you say months in advance based on our schedule and when well, we do things? Well, it just honestly, it really depends. Yeah, we some weeks or the month before, sometimes we, we cut it close to the actual live, but it just really honest depends on scheduling and, you know, things like that. So then our last episode, David, it came a little late. It's because when we were recording that, that was a horror of a day. And do you remember how we lost the audio for days and then the website had to actually find your audio? So the quality of our last episode was not great by any means, but I'm so glad that it was found. So it wasn't lost completely. So it took us a little while to get back on our feet, but we're here now. Yes, we had that We had that little hiccup. It was an electronic issue and that's it. We'll we'll uh we'll go from here panthro was able to retrieve it with the burbles and we do believe mumra was responsible for the meddling we here we are he probably was involved he probably was involved somehow <laughs> we in the meantime got a wonderful wonderful comment from our friend matesh so he says hey retro brothers two parter yes this was for the feliner this is how old this was we're so sorry we're just getting to this now. Rotaro has nothing compared to the great Uncle Osbert. Ryan, you made me LOL when you told the story about Jackalman being a dog who just jumped aboard the car. Awesome. That was in the new Thundercats roar. Could all your fans of RRR T-Cats be called bunglers? You bungler! <laughs> I would be a proud member. David once again shows us his lovely singing voice. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's been a long time since I've been on stage. Officially. <laughs> and Official. you. <laughs> yes, officially. <laughs> and you, Thundercats fans, get ready for more Mandora and the Thriller, which are coming up soon. That was our lost episode, which you heard by now. Thanks again, Ryan and David. Another great special episode. Matesh, FYI, Mumra. I have a mega condenser in the garage if anyone needs one. <laughs> no need to be so grabby, dude. That was, of course, he was looking for the mega condenser in the feliner. These comments really, David, they mean so much because we're so glad 
said that there's Thundercats fans. And what do you think about the bungler? I do love that. I do love we could, that. We could do it. Why not? We always have our biggest bungler now, so I guess we could. We'll see if it sticks. If we get messages, how dare you call me a bungler? <laughs> but I love it. So, Matesh, bunglers... Thank you so much for this. And please continue to send in your your comments. We would love to hear it. As always, thank you to the Thundercats Wikipedia for the synopsis we will be using. And we start off with Dimensional Doom, which is the 33rd episode of Thundercats, originally airing November 6th of 1985. And Mumra gains possession of Wizra's mind-controlling helmet and uses it to turn the Thundercats into his slaves. Only Chitara and Snarf are left and they team up with Wizra to regain the helmet before it is too late. I think the best part of doing the Thundercats Power Hour is having a great episode like Wizra and then following it up with maybe a less story-dense episode like our next episode, which is the Queen of Eight Le- or I was going to say Eight-Legged Freaks, but that's not the, <laughs> that's not the name of the episode. Queen of Eight Legs. Queen of Eight Legs. <laughs> But Wizra is really good. I am the Latina Marilyn Monroe. I got more legs than a bucket of chicken. <laughs> that was from Tu Wong Fu, John Leguizamo. That is from Tu Wong Fu. <laughs> the apparition of Wizra, an ancient Egyptian sorcerer, appears in the mirror in Chitara's room, waking her from her sleep. While initially wanting to tell the rest of the Thundercats about this strange occurrence, Chitara decides against it, fearing that they might not believe her. What? (laughs) Chitara! Chitara! You! Again! Who are you? I am Wizra, the sorcerer. I will return. No, wait, please! This is the second time he's appeared. Maybe I should tell the other Thundercats. No, they'd laugh at me. Say I dreamed it all. I can't say what I really want to say, but it's like when young teenage boys have dreams and and they would never discuss those dreams with with somebody else. Chitara is visited by yet another entity. (laughs) And they're not going to believe her, though, right? That is admiring her. That is admiring her very much. And she's like, oh, they won't believe me, you know? (laughs) Why? Because she's being given accolades? This thing is really admiring my beauty. They won't believe me. It's coming through a mirror. But does she Ah, think... Wait a minute. She's, she's, I'm talking to the man in the mirror. (laughs) I just don't get that this is going to be the thing that pushes them over the edge, that they won't believe her. Meanwhile, she's been possessed by a UFO. She hoards gold. Maybe she wanted his helmet. She spins around and gets visions. The, the synopsis actually doesn't start with this, David, but Mumra actually starts this episode uh-huh. talking to Slive in the Black Pyramid. They're totally being... It's another Karen moment. First of all, he has the magic pool set for any time there's any kind of activity going on. He gets like a, a signal. An like, Arlo alert like, that his camera went yeah, off. It's like the, it's, yeah, his ring is going off. Sly, and Sly is like, is he, what does he say to Mumra? He calls him like, he, he's like kind of, they're kind of like taunting each other a little bit. They're calling each other kind of names. Wizra has appeared a second time. Next time, we must strike. What are you babbling about, my revolting comrade in evil? Where's Ra, my dear Sly? It is time for him to return from the seventh dimension. Who is Wizra? A powerful wizard from the ancient days who foolishly fought for the good. Wizra! Possessed the one thing I wanted above all. The enchanted golden helmet of Farnoor. I mean, they always have that hostility towards each other, but then uh, reverse it when later on when he's got the helmet and Mumruk says, He only has one day, my lizardness. He calls Slive his lizardness. That was when he was feeling good, Mumra, and sassy for a moment. Your lizardness. 
my lizardness. Uh, so we got Karen Mumra who's looking into the viewing pool to see what's going on. He always watches them when they're sleeping too. I mean, obviously. Oh, yeah, and then you does. have this this very attractive Egyptian wizard, Wizra. How how amusing a wizard named Wizra. How unoriginal. This, be the, this will not be the last raw that you hear in Thundercats. Yeah. So you have him appearing, hear him appearing to Chitara, and then you have the backstory of Mumra saying that he has to do something about this because Wizra has a special power that he, the only thing that he has not been able to possess without drugging people like he did with 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 Tiger drugging him to make him do what he's bidding. Oh, the sands of sleep <laughs> from Tootin' <and> Tiny. <laughs> so... <laughs> But Mumra, David, Mumra had a boat battle in the sky. Mumra used to have a gigantic Egyptian boat back in the day. And him and Wizra were having this air battle. And this is my favorite part. Somehow in the fight, the Sphinx got destroyed. And he says the anger of the Sphinx fell upon the first person she saw. So her nose gets broken off like it is in real life. And the eyes open and she saw Wizra and she's like, nope. You were the one on my lawn. Uh, uh, you get uh, uh. into the dimension doom. So that's the, that's the backstory. And then you see that Mumra explains that Wizra will be coming out of the mirror for for one day, for one day only. And this is when he's going to make his mark. So <laughs> this is the best part <laughs> of the whole the whole thing. Mumra is walking around the pyramid. And he's like, Slive and him are talking, and he, he's got to do something. He's got to get this. So he goes up <laughs> to this this large cheetah statue. Oh my god! Is and he's and he's going to bring the statue to life. And he the incantation is like, it goes on for like ever. Cheetah ta. It was so. It was like ha 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 cha ta It was the craziest <laughs> shit. Mamra has the solution. One she cat to ensnare another. Fa ta ta cheetah. Once you hunted for the mighty pharaoh, my pretty. But tonight, you will hunt for Mamra. So I think he gets really into it, and he's just this like, ha, gee, cha, cha, cha. I, it was <laughs> he has a cheetah and he's like one cat to get another cat and he brings this cheetah statue alive which just so happens to be in the pyramid all of a sudden right it's not the four ancient spirits of evil now he's got a cheetah statue just off to the corner it goes and possesses cheetara it gets past oh my god it goes into the, her it, yeah it gets past it gets past all the purity features of the cat's lair climbs up a wall and goes into goes into cheetara so then you have Wizra coming through the mirror to meet his Chitara that he's been admiring. His beautiful also, Chitara. Also watching her while she's sleeping tells her he'll come to her again. And then he gets out of the mirror and the cheetah jumps out of Chitara. <laughs> Literally! It's, the, it's drawn really funny. And steals Wizra's enchanted headdress. Before Chitara could steal the gold off of it and hock it herself. Will I have that strange dream again tonight? She sleeps. Ancient spirits of evil turn stone into flesh, blood, sinew, and claw. Bring Mumra the enchanted helmet. Bring Mumra the power to control minds. After 7,000 years, the hour has struck. The beautiful Chitara and her feline cohorts will help me defeat the evil Mumra once and for all. Arise, Thundercat! <laughs>
I mean, we already talked about her voiceover. It's the first thing you hear. But when she speaks to herself and says, this is the second time he's appeared to me. Do you think I should tell the Thundercats? No. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to send me back to the verbal village to go to my gold anonymous meetings again. They give her the return to Oz Dorothy special. She's again electric shock therapy. (laughs) She even looks older. Remember? (laughs) She even looks older. It's because this poor woman can't sleep, evidently. So, Wizrog was banished to the, the seventh dimension. However, once every 7,000 years, Wizra is able to return to Third Earth for one single day. And the portal, coincidentally, happens to be the exact same spot as the mirror in Chitara's room. So, if I was Chitara, maybe she needs to switch rooms out with Snarf or Wily Kid or Wily Cat or somebody. Not not Tigra. Not oh, Tigra. forget it. Tigra would have too much of a good time with this apparition. It says he brings t- Fata Cheetah to, to life. Am I reading that right? Is that what he's going? Fata Cheetah Fatana Cheetah Fatana Cheetah <laughs> Joey Fatone Patochita in Senka Backstreet Boy You're bringing your best Star Wars Cantina aliens out too now <laughs> So this is great The cheetah lunges at Wizra when he emerges And grabs the helmet and takes it to Mumra Inside Cat's lair Lionel and Snarf are unable to wake Chitara From her sleeping trance Wizra explains she is under Mumra's power And only if he had his helmet back Could he break her trance Thus the trio immediately head to the Black Pyramid At this point didn't you question why they didn't get the other Thundercats. I mean, we see later that they're all evidently out doing some things. But this looked like it was midnight. So Chitara's just taking a snooze during the day, evidently. No, it's She's night. Like, it's, it's implied that it's nighttime. So maybe well, they get up I really thought. early. Maybe it's maybe it's like the beginning. Maybe it's like five o'clock in the morning. Oh my god, I can't believe I didn't say this earlier. By the way, when Mum was viewing Chitara, as soon as she puts her head on the pillow, literally, <laughs> the animation, she hits the pillow and he goes, She's asleep! The Thundercats just power down when they hit the pillow, evidently. <laughs> Gone. He's like the she-cat. Chitara sleeps. In fact, that mirror in the she-cat Chitara's room is the very doorway through which Wizard must come. Don't they call her like she cat or something? They always love some kind of like weird the the female one. (laughs) It's better than boy cub. He tell he when he tells the the cat he's like bring the bring Mumra the helmet bring Mumra the power to control minds third person again he's telling Fata Cheetah this is when Mumra sets a timer which is literally the eye of one of his ancient spirits of evil the 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 sun has to hit the eye and that's going to alert that one day has passed for Wizra's he has only one single day to even try your lizardness behold the Vulture King that beam of morning sun smites his left eye. As the hours pass, the beam will move. When it smites the right eye, the single day is over. That's how little time Wizra has to regain the enchanted helmet. He couldn't just put his giant hourglass, which we've seen that Mumra has. <laughs> it isn't much time. It isn't much time. So yeah, he, he again, Mumra is all about presentation, elaborateness, <laughs> ridiculous. Like, Slive is like, aren't you worried that the other Thundercats could be coming or doing something? And he's like, no, I'll just control them now. And no, see, this like, yeah. beam of light? see this beam of light? When it hits the, the hits the statue over here, which, which what, one of the spirits of evil. I think it was the alligator the one. What is, she, what what is he say? No, it wasn't. It wasn't the, wasn't it the vulture one? It was Nemesis, know. as he calls it. I th- no, that was a different one, right? Let me just see. What so long story here. short, again, very theatrical. The light has to hit the eye, but he calls it something. He doesn't call it hitting the eye. He calls it almost like. Basically, yes, it has to come in contact with the eye. Very old school method. 
method. This is almost like the four wins. A sundial. It's like a sundial. A sundial, yeah. And this is Slythe and Mummer, like David's saying, are still just bullcrapping over this thing. This is when he calls him his lizardness because he's got the helmet now, and we find out later it's heavy. And he's feeling himself. <laughs> he's feeling himself. He's, he's like, like, oh. Now I'm finally queen of third earth. So then oh, queen, he goes. King, king, king. Well, he's a Karen. So then the Thundercats come and they're one by one taken over. Lionel comes first, right? With Rizra yes. and this, and he gives him the stare. And Lionel says, I wrote this down. My mind is being taken over by terrible feelings. And he starts to attack Wizra and Snarf. But Wizra was actually backing him up because the Sword of Omens was deflecting the beam effort. And then he, then, then, Wizra puts like a, a pyramid shield, and Mumra's like, a pyramid shield? Like, uh, uh, uh. Like, almost like it's, you're putting more subpar work up, like a pyramid <laughs> yeah. shield? Like, you're putting this pyramid up against me? A pyramid shield, how dare you insult me like that with your weak magic? You, this is the one, this is one of the only times that I remember, at least thus far, that Lionel calls the other Thundercats and... He doesn't hold the 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 symbol fades very quickly. Yeah. He's, losing, he's losing his mind, so to speak, being taken over. So that you see the Thundercat symbol fade out, and it like the beam hits the you know. But he was able to alert them before he was yes. fully taken, which was great because this is when I thought, like I said, I thought it was night. But then we see Tiger is <clears throat> conveniently in another tunnel for doing something. I, I don't know what he's looking for down there. He's looking for Silky. Panther was out and about in the tank, and then we see that Wily Kit and Wily Cat are at the. Bur- villages just kind of like performing for yeah they're performing. performing it looks like they're performing for the burbles with their lassos and a circus act a circus act if you will so mumra orders the, the enchanted lionel to throw the sword of omens into the desert of sinking sands which is not to be confused with the deadly desert for again from the return to oz <laughs> where it disappears without a trace lionel then attacks wizra but the sorcerer uses his magic powers to stop lionel in his tracks shortly after Panthro, Tigra, Wily Kit, and Wily Cat arrive, and they all fall victim to Mumra's mind control. Like Lionel, they too attack Wizra, and again, he uses his magic to subdue them. After expending too much of his power, the weakened Wizra and Snarf retreat back to Cat's lair. So he's actually, Wizra is, uh, I mean, he's a formidable foe. So if had he been around, it seems like Mumra really would have had a troublesome time with his pyramids yeah i mean so but again this all like this is what I, I think one of the things i really enjoyed about thundercats was this whole egyptian mythology this whole thing of, of like the time before our time where you know with these pyramids and things like that so it's a throwback but yeah it is i mean that i guess that would have been his main foe now the thundercats are his main foe although there might be another like we said there might be another egyptian foe that <laughs> mumra has as a counterpart so now you see that snarf is literally dragging carrying Wizra. So again, Snarf showing that he is not just useless. Actually, Snarf honestly. is the one he honestly he almost like I don't want to say he's like a big cheerleader, but he also like yells at yells at them to like snap out of something, or he's like grab the sword now. He'll he'll yes, honestly to, yes, he he does these subtle <sighs> things that you think like they make say he's nagging or he's a nursemaid, like especially the, when the mutants are insulting them or Mumra. But some of his actions definitely play a role and how the outcome of the of the story is because he is basically hurry up there's someone behind you or grab yeah. the sword now and call the thundercats before it's too late he kind of propels and he is and branded stuff. like you're saying as a nag and i know a lot of fans do say that but you're right he's nagging but he's saying it i mean it's his voice i think but he's saying yeah. it to help them yes anything snarf does is not maybe when he complains and goes oh you, you messed up my clean kitchen okay but really they would have been we saw defeated how many times now without him so outside the lair wizra and snarf encounter chitara who has broken free of mumra's control chitara but where's lion oh snarf where are the others but your trance! Mumra is overconfident. He has relaxed his spell. We will take advantage of his arrogance. All right, that was good. The three then head back to the Black Pyramid and sneak inside it undetected. Chitara says, here I go. And she flies through the the Black Pyramid. But I said, ooh, Mumra. Slive says, did you feel a draft? And Mumra's like, no. No, no, I didn't. (laughs) 
Do you feel a draft, Mumra? I felt nothing. Behold, the sun's beam smites the Vulture King's other eye. The day is over. <laughs> so you have Chikara running around. She ends up actually using her staff and her brute strength, apparently, to push the statue to make it look like the day has done, that the sun yeah, has hit the was... other eye of the, the spirit of evil totem. It was the Vulture King, by the way. You're right. Vulture statue. It's funny when he says this. Do you feel a draft? He's <laughs> like, no. Like, yeah, he's, he's like, like, how, you how in- dare you insult? How dare you insult? Exactly. You're telling me my pyramid is 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 what uh, what's, is windy? What? No, not the word. You're, you're insulting me. Telling, but you telling me my pyramid's draft? Next, you're going to be saying it's dirty. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, there is a hole in the roof right now, putting a, a beam of light through. But so then okay. you also see the fact that Mumra does say, "Oh, no need to keep this on. This is heavy." No need to wear this heavy helmet any longer. The moment he had the chance to. This is Mumra's problem. He gives up as soon as it's time. Like, he's just like, oh, like he's, oh, the timer went off. Take this helmet off. I am done. He's like, this is heavy. That was his error. He's like, oh, this is really, this is quite heavy. Shitara fools Mumra into thinking the day is over and Wizra has returned to his dimensional prison. So he removes the helmet. Snarf quickly grabs the helmet and gives it to Wizra, who uses it to free the Thundercats and Mumra's control and then bless Mumra with his magic, causing the mummy to retreat into his sarcophagus. So when that happens, David, do you think Mumra's still in there listening to see if they're talking about that him? <laughs> like to see the wrap up and they're like... Oh my god, this is what mum- Oh, like they do the dust test like you're saying, and like, oh my god, the dust in here. And he just can't come out? If anything happens to me, don't open my bedroom. <laughs> and my side table in my bedroom. <laughs> Not my special cabinet. <laughs> by the diamonds, by it's the diamonds. By mummy porn. <laughs> Milfs. <laughs> <laughs> Mummies, I'd like to her. <laughs> <laughs> when the day almost over, Chitara helps Wizra to get back into the portal before time runs out for him. So if he doesn't get back in time, what would have happened? I guess he dies. Y- you mean you'd be stuck watching at me forever? And then Chitara's like, will I ever see you again? He's like, only in your dreams. Beautiful Chitara. But I must reach the mirror doorway or die in this dimension. I thank you, Chitara, for all you have done. Will I see you again, wizard? Only in your dreams, beautiful Chitara. Only in your dreams. I would have said, only in my dreams. What are you trying to say? (laughs) Wait a minute. Oh, only in my dreams. As real as it may seem. It was only in my dreams. Only in your dreams. Only in your dreams. You know that Debbie Gibson would have just broke out into song if she was on this podcast. <laughs> she heard it. She matter of fact, she she drove up on a piano on wheels, just wheeled in. <laughs> uh. Now that's a radical retro moment. Debbie Gibson singing a drop of a dime. She does. Love you, Debbie. Oh, God bless her. Love you, Debbie. She's coming over to Christmas album, right? Yes, she is. By the end of this series, we might be getting a third Christmas album. So, David, the Sword of Almonds is actually still missing. They go back to the desert, and Lion Oak holds the Sword of Omens, and it emerges from the sand and flies into his hands. Sword of Omens, come to me now. I, Lion Oak, Lord of the Thundergats. <laughs> By the power of Jaga, vested in me, the, by the state of California, I summon you. By, by Valkenvania. What is that place from the Nothing But Trouble? Valkenvania? Come to my hand. And it came. It came. I mean, did you have any doubt, Lionel? It's gone! Just, just the glow! Good is not that easily defeated by evil, Snarf. By the power of Jaga, Sword of Omens, come to my hand. Come! I, Lionel, Lord of the Thundercats, command it. I'm glad it all turned out well, but maybe if I had trusted you more and told you about Wizra, all this wouldn't have happened. 
That's in the past, Chitara. But in the future, we must hold nothing back from each other if we are going to remain a team. Right? Right! Thundercats! Ho! Trivia for this episode. In this episode, we learn the name of one of the four statues in Mumra's tomb chamber. The vulture-like statue is known as Vulture King. Well, okay. This episode is unusual for Mumra in that drawing it, he never transforms into his ever-living form. I actually thought that was because he had the power with the helmet and he didn't even need it. This would be a rare occurrence throughout the series with Mumra's transformation usually taking place whenever he would appear in an episode. Although, of course, in this case of the episode, it could be be argued that he had no need to transform yes given the enchantment by his powers granted by Wizra. however mumra is shown in his ever-living form in the flashback scene in which he is battling Wizra. yes so doesn't he say something like when they're gonna come to get retrieve the helmet or the the headdress thing let them come to me where to my power or something like that yeah, so yes <laughs> again he's establishing that he's more powerful at the pyramid but yet, he literally, it gives him an easier access to just retreat into that sarcophagus, really. Because still in the tomb, he might have more power, but still he just goes, ah! He, he has home right team the- advantage, that's what I guess. And did you notice he actually lined the pyramid with sarcophaguses this time again? For them. Like, before he had them just wrapped up in mummy things. This time he had, he's like, oh, well, now I got five sarcophaguses laid out. <laughs> this time they're really gonna stay here. <laughs> This episode marks the second time out of five that an opponent has been bound using his tiger using his own bolo whip. The other instances I being- I believe that he's done that in romantic situations, probably. And then he disappears when he's done, so they don't have- they don't, oh, he, yeah. doesn't want a re- he doesn't want a relationship. <laughs> oh my god! He just disappears. I hear <laughs> footsteps leaving. <laughs> Is that Tigra? This episode also marks the first time out of four that an opponent has bound Panthro using his own nunchucks. The other being the evil harp of Charnin, Mumra Lives, part five, and the Thunder Cubs, part four. The appearance of the Sphinx in this episode further collaborates the theory that Third Earth is the future version of our present Earth, which is David always has said since the first episode. Very Thundar the Barbarian. Which... I love that show. That soon. The thunderbolt that Mumra fires at the Sphinx is apparently an explanation for the missing nose of the real Sphinx in Giza, which is located in present-day Egypt. Chitara says at the end, maybe if I trusted you more, I would have told you. To me, this is out of character for Chitara. First of all, again, she proves that she is the, one of the strongest, most amazing out of the whole group. I'm sorry. Could, she, she, was able to, she was herself? able to move that statue herself you know how big that statue is how heavy that's gotta be she was just she didn't even break a sweat she's just like i'll run over here uh nudge it uh come back yeah well maybe she's like i don't want to end up like britney spears in a conservative ship they're going to if i see things in the mirror that's probably you why know, honestly i actually think you're right at this point chitara's caused quite a few stirs with her with her power yeah it always so. shows it always comes out that she's not crazy she's not making it up she was possessed by aliens so it's not like it's not like she's like that people are like oh god here goes chitara again with one of her crazy things she's not crazy that's right. If she told Lionel that there was a man in her mirror, I guarantee you Lionel would have been like, Chitara, well, let's check this out. I guarantee you, Chitara. But okay, I think David's right. <laughs> I think David's right. More <laughs> Lionel's, I, I thought I was the man in your mirror. <laughs> oh, Lionel. <laughs> She's she like, this is my side thing. This is this the is one I just side. pose for. Oh, oh, can't do anything, Wizra. So, I mean, I actually really liked the the Dimensional Doom episode, David. That was like, this is a really good one. I actually did not remember this one very much. Ooh. And I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Like, this is on my list of good. good Ooh, that just made the list. Thundercats Cat's Lair. Will Cat's Lair's electronic laser beam destroy the mutant vehicle? Direct laser hit. Cat's Lair's doors are blown open. Oh, oh. Get him! Fire! Retreat! Cat's Lair defeats the mutant vehicle. Cat's Lair, complete with mutant vehicle. Figures sold separately from LJN. They fly on wings of silver. They fight with nerves of steel. 
They're partly metal, partly real. They're the Silverhawks. Looks like we're going to see some action. A team of space-age superheroes. The Silverhawks are ready to battle Monstar, universal public enemy number one. Hold on to your hats. So take off into high-powered, supercharged action with the mighty Silverhawks. Don't miss them. Afternoons at 4 on Channel 47. Don't miss the super androids that fly on wings of silver and fight with nerves of steel. The mighty Silverhawks. Afternoons at 4. So then we follow this up with the next day, November 7th of 1985, with episode 34, Queen of Eight Legs. Mumra uses the birth of a powerful <laughs> spider queen to his advantage <laughs> by, lure- <laughs> by luring the Thundercats into her deadly web. <laughs> My God, So David. you see that, again, Mumra has the, the viewing pool on any kind of movement. And he, you know, this is also plays into the fact that Mumra is aware of everything that goes on in Third Earth. Everything. The birth of a new spider. He's He says, what does he say to the thing? Like, show me what... <laughs> What? This is some sort of activity in the kingdom of webs? Mm. Uh, what is this? Some sort of activity in the kingdom of webs? Force of darkness, come to the aid of Mom-Ra! Tell me the meaning of this nightmare event! The Kingdom of Webs! He got the alert even there. The Kingdom of Webs. Ding, 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 ding. The birth of a new the birth of a new spider queen. Actually, David, this is when we, we hear him say, Tell me, Nemesis. Stars. Witnessing unusual activities in the Kingdom of the Webs from his cauldron, Mumra summons Nemesis to explain this phenomenon to him. The Force of Darkness informs Mumra that the Kingdom of Webs has newly hatched a queen called Spidera. Mumra then transforms into the tiny... Okay, so this is actually what makes the, the episode worth it. The tiny diamond fly, ordered to lure the Thundercats into Spidera's web of rage. There's two things I want to point out. I'm going to point out the one point right now. So you see Mumra, after he talks to Nemesis in the pool and asks him what he should do, he's like, use the power of deception, basically. What vicious evil hatches in the kingdom of worms? And how might I use it against the Thundercats? Nemesis will tell you this. The kingdom of webs has a new queen of eight legs. Spidera. Spidera. Welcome such frenzy and hate to my dynasty of darkness. But how? How do I lure Lionel and the Thundercats into Spider's web of rage? And then he says, I welcome such hate into my dynasty of darkness. Yes, he he welcomes this this into his dynasty of darkness. Is that what it is? Dynasty of darkness. I did love that line. <laughs> Though this is an episode where Mumra doesn't transform, but he does. He says he does the whole ancient spirits of evil transform, and he's just standing at the pool. He never actually converts into Mumra, and then because there was wasn't remember the episode when he turns into Mumra, and then he says, "Turn me into Puma, yes, and the then oh ancient ones, yes, turn me into Mumra." So, he doesn't he never him. he's at the pool and he never transforms physically into mumra the ever-living he goes right into he makes himself this diamond fly 
<laughs> it's always a woman. I love this. I love that it's always a female character. And they get more and more small and fairy-like as they go on. Mum was really getting more comfortable in his in himself, I think. That's why he didn't even have to call upon the ancient spirits. He's like, I know what I want to be today. Diamond fairy! <laughs> Who literally is a little fairy with a diamond headdress. It's a like, diamond help! Help! Help, Lionel! Help! It says... But I don't see anything. when it's asking Lionel for help. Like, he can't even control himself. This is when Mumra, not only the, we talk about Lynn Lipton having to come up with different things, Mumra's like, what is this character gonna do? Oh, this one's gonna laugh like this. Ha 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 What's my motivation? What am I today? Lionel is relaxing in the grass outside Cat's lair when he hears the cries for help and goes to investigate. He actually does a gymnastic-like spring, right? And the sword goes off and he mm-hmm. jumps into action. Diamondfly mesmerizes Lionel you know, into a trance and starts leading him towards Spidera's lair when Snarf, again, Snarf, who had just emerged from Cat's lair, notices the claw shield and the Sword of Almonds lying unguarded. He knows something is terribly wrong because Lionel would not leave these unmanned. He picks up the two items and goes off in to search for Lionel. He finds Lionel deep in the forest, still under the Diamond's Fly spell, but manages to snap him out of his trance. Back to his senses, Lionel uses the sword of omen to expose diamond fly for who she really is mumra but mumra is insulting snarf again oh is he doing it as diamond fly yeah he because then his eyes turned red and he's like mumra's <laughs> just he's too funny and yes and then he uses the sword of omens and as in you see a tiny mumra and you see a tiny little mumra to me though isn't this who mumra really wants to be in the inside a tiny mumra a tiny, no, this tiny, like, fairy-like creature, or this tiny... Uh, I, I have no idea, but I can tell you this. He goes on to tell Lionel, now you gotta go retrieve Snarf. Good luck with that. He really does. He says, Lionel goes after Snarf and finds himself in the Kingdom of Web, where his beloved nursemaid has been trapped in a cocoon in a giant web. So the thing that about Spidera, David, is Spidera actually speaks. I did not remember that. I thought she was just a gigantic All spider. All the spiders like, speak, and they're very, like, primitive, I guess, the way they speak, you know? And they're, they're not, like, like, bushy. Underfood! And... <laughs> It's no use, Lionel. They are webs of steel. 
had are. no actors to do these voices. This is really the voices of desperation, I think. <laughs> what are we doing today? <laughs> well, it ain't Destiny's Child. Did you get actually a callback to the My Little Ponies movie with these gigantic spiders? With that big spider oh, they yeah, had to the tickle? Spider they were tickling? Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, mm, tickle the web. You know what I was thinking of? That movie that you bought me. Was it Spookies? Spookies. The, he, the guy gets caught in the web and the woman turns into a spider and sucks his blood out. Ooh. Spidera appears to Lino and who immediately summons the other Thundercats. While waiting for his friends to arrive, Lino battles Spidera, but eventually gets the Sword of Omens knocked out of his hand. Spidera flings Lino into one of her giant webs, where he becomes stuck and unable to move. They call this Webs of Steel, Spidera. So this is her new workout program. With Webs of Steel, you too can learn. You can be as strong as Spidera. <laughs> Spidera. Have the power of eight legs. In the only two. At that moment, the Thundercats crash into Spidera's lair in the Thunder Tank. Panthro, Jitara, and Tigra all attack Spidera, while at the same time trying to get the Sword of Omens to Lionel. However... Spidera proves to be too strong for them, which it's crazy to think of a, a creature like this spider b- battling them and beating them, but I mean, she is a gigantic spider. And one by one, they all end up being caught in her steel like webs. Tigra manages to throw the Sword of Omens to Snarf, who catches it with his tail and flings it to Lionel. Again. After breaking out of a cocoon himself be- to get to his boy. His his charge. His yeah. I mean, Mumba actually him. calls him a, nar- a nursemaid again. But here we go. Saves the day. Well, saves Lion. Now we just saw in the last episode on this very podcast hour that we're doing together. He called the sort of omens out of the desert or whatever sands of whatever. Yes, yes. The sword was like 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 six inches from his hand. He's like, I have to stretch myself even more to get to the sword. Call to the sword. It's literally right there. It is so close that, yeah, you probably could just reach over and get it, but just call for it instead and make it do we done with it. Right, right. This is this is basically Luke hanging from the ceiling and Empire Strikes Back and calling for the sword. It's right there below him. He could have called for it. But, okay, I guess for the, the, the to make this episode, yeah, to make this, epi- this spider as a, a villain of the week. So Lionel grabs the sword and frees himself from the web. Seeing their lord in action gives all the Thundercats the power to bring free of their web binding if only well, wait that a minute no it, doesn't he use calls the thundercats again doesn't he That's he uses the thought. he used the thunder he does the the call oh. twice First of all, he calls them to come there, and then he uses yes. it again, and that empowers them. That's what I thought, too. Yeah, this is seeing him gives them the strength. But you're right. They have to get that jolt from the sword. It doesn't Because I wrote down, I, it, you know, it was uh, in my notes, I said that, I, and again, it wasn't the last episode. It was this episode where he yes. uses the Sword of Omens, calls them, does the whole Thunder, Thunder, Thundercats ho thing, and that's what he double doses them. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, you're right. They, they had a double dose of that cap. Five hour energy. Chitara's running through the ceilings at this point. <laughs> With renewed vigor, the Thundercats attack Spidera again, this time succeeding in defeating her. So I noticed by the end of this, Mumra didn't even know that his plan failed. He actually was left thinking that he got rid of them this time. You mean he, he wasn't ne- we never go back to the them. viewing pool? Maybe he went right back to bed after this. No way they're going to get through Spidera out of everything I've thrown at them. The queen of the spiders is going to be the thing that gets them. Okay. Mm. Evidently, this week's moral is Snarf saying this. You know how it is when you think you've got nothing left, you just have to dig deeper. Yes, how did you break out of that cocoon, Snarf? Well, you know how it is. When you think you've got nothing left, you just have to dig deep. Come on, we better get back to Cat's lair. Wily Cat and Wily Kit will be wondering what happened to us. <laughs> You've just got to dig deep, Snarf. Snarf! <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Snarf. Let's go home. And that's what Snarf did to get escape from the cocoon. Again, which was nice. It's very true. Like 
we've talked about so many times that even life, you know, if you see someone's like in pain or suffering you or your child is in danger, you all of a sudden amass some sort of power within that you never thought you had and something you probably you just can't summon, you know, ever Using again. Using the sword? Or... <laughs> Using the sword of elements? You can't just energy jo- energize these things? No, it's true, though. It's something that he basically dug deep to not only save himself, but to save the ones he loves to escape Snarf. And he also gets, and El Panther also says, go to get the cannon and he's shooting at the ceiling. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, Ken, I'm, 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 I'm here for Snarf. I know he's annoying. The voice might be annoying to people, but... He doesn't even, he never annoyed me. I don't know. The only thing that disturbed me was when he was danced, they had showed him dancing with, with the woman, a, the female a, a, a female Snarf that looked like it had a woman's face. It was a little disturbing to me, to be honest with you. I'm not going to lie. A little, sus- a little suspect. She looked like a mix between the Unicorn Keeper and a Snarf. <laughs> so, Fantasy. Um, so yes, he they defeat Spidera. Again, Mumra. This is so we just did these two episodes back to back are Mumra episodes. Even Which though- kind of makes me think that he might not appear in the next episode, actually. I think they gave us too many Mumras in a row. Although I do love it. I love a good Mumra. <laughs> and I love a good transformation. I love a good transformation. A room, yeah. a person. Like I said, had it not been for Mumra turning into something else, this might have been a little eh for me. But I do love that there's the Queen of the Spiders. Trivia, David. The Thunder Kittens do not appear in this episode, but Chitara does mention them in the end. Oh, she's like, oh, we got some kids that we got to take care of. She, no, she says I, they're going to be wondering. You're right. They're, they're going to be wondering wh- what happened to us or where we are. So how come they didn't get summoned by the sword unless they told them I to stay never in the cat's lair? It. Maybe they said stay in the cat's lair because you have, somebody has to watch the place. But then I always thought they couldn't resist that. Like, it's almost like it compels them to help <laughs> What him? is it? The or exorcist? <laughs> the body of Christ compels you? What? <laughs> She even looks older. She even looks older. <laughs> so <laughs> the scene of Chitara running from Spidera's web shots utilizes the same animation sequence that has her running in the show's opening title. Oh, that was a good use of reanimation. And then usually when communicating with the ancient spirits of evil, Mumra addresses them collectively. But in this episode, he would appear to address one specifically who he referred to as Nemesis. Stars. What do you think about that? He's like, this one, no. I love it. No, I like it. I like it. I really, I, this is, this is what I want more of. I want more of the backstory. I want more of like the different evil spirits, the transformations that are to come. I really think they're different and I'm for it too. I like all this. This is, this is why I love Mumra. He's a nut. It's foundation building, right? It's adding to me more of his mythos. Now we got Vulture King from the last episode and now Nemesis. And it's like, it's showing that the, you know more about what these these entities are that are empowering him it's like evil it's like pure like these 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 totems or these statues represent different evil spirits so they're evil spirits like, yeah they literally are giving mumra this power in his but black a price to pay for everything and that's a, that's a good thing you know our grandfather used to have a saying that um never envy anybody because there's always a price to pay they always pay a price and that could be and mumra things. is a servant He's basically slave. He's he's tied to them. They give him power, but he's also, and you'll find out in later episodes where he is criticized and they are angry with him because he has not accomplished. But he obsesses over it to begin with. That's the thing. I know. Could he get any more into this job? That's right. (laughs) Right? Is it the fact that he is compelled because he is pure evil and he reigns over Third Earth that when something good shows up on his, it, it's almost like slapping him in the face. Like he has yes, to, compelled. David. he's compelled I think... to annihilate it. So it's an obsession because it's just a new one. Find, a new one. A new yeah. It's like, like obsessing over something, you know, like if I see something and I have to, if I see a bug on the wall and I have to get rid of it immediately because I see it, it's in my sight. I, you know, I don't know. I'm, that's a weird analogy to, to no, but you know I, I mean. it's, yeah, we don't know if it's him wanting to do it. Does it annoy him? Are the ancient spirits telling him to do it? Is it a mix of all? Does he have feelings? Does it like do something to him? Like, well, he, I know he has feelings, but uh, he hates them. And I know he apparently gets tired from the last episode. His head was the, the, the helmet was too, the headdress was too heavy for him. I mean, you you're know, dead. he was, you know, he gets really when he gets happy. Happy Mumra's my favorite when he thinks he succeeded. My, your, my lizardness. You don't think he's calling Sly that the lizardness on a normal basis. So that brings us to who was today's 
biggest bungler. You bungler! Once again, you have failed. You bungled it! If we're going collectively for both, they're both the same. It's Mumra. See, I definitely want to go with Mumra too, but I okay, tell me tell me what you're thinking. Tell me so you're thinking. in the first episode that we we were talking about, he bungled by assuming immediately that he was in the clear and that he should take the helmet off because it was heavy. Because <laughs> yeah. Sly is there telling him, Are you sure? Are you sure? Like he's like he's had it. Like Sly is like, Are you okay? Uh, listen to me. This is what I do to my husband. I'm like are you sure? Knowing that it's going to end in a disaster. And he still wants to do it. And I'm like, you need to... Are you sure? So he bungled that. The next one, he... See, I would have done it differently with the spiders. I would have put Lino in some sort of a trance and and snar so they couldn't call for help and let the spiders just devour them and kill them. I mean, right. Instead of right. thinking that, oh, this thing is so big and crazy, it's gonna it's gonna kill Lionel with the magic, you know, the sword of omen. So that was a bungle. So I think he's the biggest bungler. But you tell me. You're. I think you're right. I agree, especially in the first episode. It is Mumra because he couldn't wait one more minute. And I'll even say, I'm surprised, like you said, Sly didn't say, can you check the pool? Yes. <laughs> is he still there? Can you just look? It's right here. Can you look before you take the can helmet I, can off? Can I, do I have access to your Wi-Fi? Can I check? <laughs> is Mighty Mumra still picking up Cat's Lair Wi-Fi? Yes. <laughs> but I'm going to say for the Queen of Eight Legs, I am giving Lionel the bungler because could you're right he just literally day before okay let's say it was a week before called the sort of moments from below the sands but when it was right below him he couldn't get it which I know it's a story written wise but when you have a character that can summon their sword you have to write it a little differently so I think that was a bungler on his end not to just sword come to my hands I maybe know. he was maybe he was suffering some some sort of some sort of sword ed <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't summon it like he wanted to at the time i try but i can't seem to get it let's find the mega condenser. i can't get my sword up i can't oh why you know <laughs> oh my god Wow, Thundercats fans, bunglers! You bungler! Yes, my bunglers. That was another episode of our Thundercats reviews. I'm so sorry that we're only doing these once a month. I know we have a lot to get through. It's just that we're so full the rest of the month with other shows but we are not giving up on thundercats where you know david we're up to episode 35 or no 34 of thir- of 65 so we're midway through <laughs> we're midway through season one <laughs> after three years no two two we're starting our third season all those appearances that we have to make really do you know television watching it <laughs> podcasting <laughs> it's just the editing listen if we didn't have to edit and add clips and things like this we could be thrown out an episode every day but you know we really want to give you quality quality we want a here. quality we want a quality experience for everybody and a matter of fact david in a few episodes we will be doing our the trials of Lionel. so we will be getting through a chunk of episodes in one big block we did decide that we are gonna cover the Trials of Lionel, which is episodes that made were not in order, but in syndication, the episodes are put in order now. So we are going to do all of Lionel's trials in one big happy thing. So look forward to that. You could always find David, Universal Appeal 2020, one word on Instagram, and the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast, one word on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening this week. And Matesh, really, thank you so much for all of your wonderful comments. Also, Craig, one of our earliest Thundercats fans, we appreciate you so much. Everyone out there who listens to us bungling these episodes thank you <laughs> you're a bungler i'm a bungler you're all bunglers nada nada thank you again we'll be back next month with double thundercat and as always david ho <laughs> bye thunder, 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 thunder. 
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.